body. Welcome to A Serious Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Christy Blaze. A very warm welcome to our regular listeners and those who are new to Ethereum Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio every third Tuesday, monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Ethereum Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. As always, be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on planets, and so much more. Today... On the Series Radio Live, your host, Chrissy Blaze, is joined by Alison Lawrence, who is an international director of the Ethereum Society and a very popular presenter of lectures and workshops. Now today, they will be talking about a very seasonal subject, the true spirit of Christmas. So it is my very great pleasure to hand over to Chrissy and Alison. Well, thank you very much, Nikki. Thank you. Welcome, Alison, to the show once again. You're a fairly frequent guest now, which is great. It seems that way, doesn't it? So I'm very happy and privileged to be talking to you again. Yes, it's lovely. So Alison is talking from England, and so is our producer, Nikki. And I'm talking from Royal Oak, Michigan in the USA. So let's uh, think about for a moment, as, as we, most of us are at this time, about the upcoming uh, holidays, the upcoming time of Christmas, which is such an important one for many of us. And this is a time of celebration, even though in the Ethereum Society we teach that it's not the true birthday, but actually originally a pagan feast for hundreds of years before the Master Jesus came to earth. And the elders of the early Christian church apparently saw that it would be a very good idea to take away some of the publicity from who they regarded as pagans at the time, and wrongly state that Jesus was born on December the 25th. And in fact, even though we know that he was born on March the 15th, and in the Ethereum Society we celebrate that day every year through services, we also regard this Christmas time as a celebration because it's not so much the actual date, but what Christmas stands for. And so we celebrate Christmas and we celebrate March the 15th as the true birthday of the Master Jesus. Now, there are many things surrounding Jesus that the founder of the Ethereum Society, Dr. George King, revealed the truth about. And I think it's very good at this time leading up to Christmas to focus on this great avatar of love and his true mission to earth. So we can spend some time contemplating on this as well as having you know, our joyful celebrations that we do. And I think if we do that, we can make this coming Christmas the very best one we've ever had. So let's start with the birth of this great master. And uh, we, were, we think about this time, and we think of uh, the star of Bethlehem. We think of the three wise men. So, Alison, I, I wonder if you'd like to share some thoughts about the star of Bethlehem. Right, most certainly. I mean, one thing we can be sure of, that it wasn't a star. It couldn't possibly have been. I mean, if a star, a star is a, a, a body, a luminous body the size of the sun. How could that get anywhere near the Earth? Never mind enter the solar system. I mean, the would be completely destroyed. So it had to be another moving object. But what we had been told by Mars Sector 6, who is one of the great communicators through Dr. King, is that it was, in fact, a spaceship. And uh, I can quote exactly. The vessel referred to in certain of your holy works as the Star of Bethlehem was a vehicle coming directly from Saturn, carrying certain members of the Supreme Tribunal, so that a Venusian you call Jesus 
could come to herald in that age. So it was definitely a spacecraft. It stopped precisely over the areas and beamed down. Uh, that was, you know, and then traditionally we talk about the, the stable where the Master Jesus was born. Well, I mean, it couldn't be a shooting star. Uh, there's nothing else that it could possibly have been. And it was a physical, a physical craft carrying an aspect of the, the full consciousness of the Master Jesus to incarnate amongst mankind for a very definite mission which he volunteered for. Yeah, Alison, thank you. That makes a lot more sense than a star, as you say, which would be impossible. And we may think, it's interesting, because we may think that UFOs and flying saucers are something that have come about with this space age that we're living in now. But in fact, as you know, Alison, uh, sightings have been seen for many, many hundreds of years. And just recently, I was uh, looking at some paintings, some old paintings, uh, which one of them was, um, yeah, which I think there's about 20 of them I read that have flying saucers in them of, of the Master Jesus. And there was one particular one, which I posted on the Michigan Branch Facebook page, if anyone wants to see it, um, which is of the baptism of Christ, uh, where a, a UFO is above and beaming down energy onto the, the scene, onto the Master Jesus. And this was painted in, I think it was about 1710 or something around that time. And um, do you, I, I know Alison herself is an yes. artist, so you may have seen some of these pictures I have, yourself. I have indeed, I know. In fact, they were very open about what these discs, these objects look like, far more then than they are, they are now. I know, it's a strange. I don't think they realize the significance of it. Um, just as we know in the in, in the New Testament that uh, Jesus said, I am from the root and branch of David and the bright and morning star, I don't think they realized that he was saying that he came from Venus. So they, exactly. they let it go because they, they, you know, they doctored the, the teaching so much, but they, they missed the significance of that, I'm glad to say. Yes, because <laughs> it's, it's, he's actually stating it. I am yes. from the bright and morning star. I mean, exactly. how clear much clearer can you get? I know. Um, so it's, and when it's a very, very fascinating it, oh, topic, isn't it? I, I love it. It's one of my favorites. It really is. Me too. So let's uh, get on with Christmas itself. And although, yes. as I said, and we know that it wasn't the true birthday, it is a time when you know, millions of people around the world come together to celebrate the birth and the life and the mission of the great avatar of love, Jesus. Um, but, all, um, you know, it's a time of joy. It is. It's a time of celebration. But our master, Dr. George King, also talked about something else. He talked about the sadness of Christmas. And I think it's some, important that we also look at this side. Alison, would, would you like to share more about this part of Christmas? Yes, and what I, the mission I of certainly Jesus can. Was? Yes. His primary mission was to die. That is it in a nutshell. There's no dodging around the issue. He came to take karma for the human race because there was a great catastrophe due in those days and we don't know what the consequences of that would have been but it obviously would have been absolutely devastating. It could have disrupted the whole of that area and uh, we would have been set back many thousands of years. And Dr. King has said that uh, the Cosmic Masters have said that as well. So Jesus came to take karma, and it wasn't to forgive our sins. Let's get that out uh, in the open. Taking karma is not forgiving sins. And what he did was he disguised his real mission, which was to die, by uh, having the secondary mission, which was a cover for that, and that was to teach. And he demonstrated absolutely remarkable powers because being a Venusian, he had the power to manifest his thoughts on the physical plane. And this sort of power comes with the Venusian life cycle. And anyone who is familiar with the nine freedoms will know, will know what I mean by that. Uh, you know, life is continuous. We move on. We move off from this earth. 
Then we go into a Martian cycle and uh, or Jupiterian, and then you can go to Venusian, which is even above that. And I mean, that is, uh, you know, it is absolutely extraordinary that someone of that caliber was prepared to come to Earth for us, to help us. And uh, he had yes. single-minded dedication. He showed, he, he revealed his great spiritual advancement. He, showed, he demonstrated universal love, which is, uh, it's the love for all, it's a non-attachment, it's the impersonal love, but it's the pure spiritual love, which is at a very high level. Exactly. I mean, this is, this is really, really a tragic story, as you've outlined. And, and because people have to realize that if you kill somebody, it's a terrible thing, a terrible thing, and we will suffer the results of that karmically. But if yes. we kill a master, I mean, don't even like to say it, but a, a cosmic avatar, it's very, very different. It's a much, much worse crime, because even though we have within us the God spark, this equality, if you like, that we all have this spark within us, we're not equal as far as evolution is concerned. And we no, on this planet are not equal as far as uh, the cosmic masters and then a great avatar like this. So it was a terrible, terrible crime that mankind committed. Um, so we have to, I think, not dwell on this, but we have. I think it's important to be aware of this and to you know, appreciate this terrible sacrifice that he made on our behalf. And, uh, you know, we were, as Alison said, we were at our 11th hour, and we were given this chance to put ourselves back on the road to our evolution, to our enlightenment. And um, also, our master, he, I think that's why he talked about this as a time of resolve, that we should make a resolution to try and stand on our own two feet. Now, this may seem strange to some listeners, but if you think about it deeply, the reason the great ones, the cosmic avatars, have come to our world, have sacrificed themselves many times, as Jesus did, was because we haven't yet learned how to do this, because we've been, never been left to our own devices. We may think we are, but we're not. We've always been saved at the 11th hour. But there will come a time, there has to, when this can no longer happen, and we will have to learn that lesson. So, I absolutely agree with you, know, you. We have to learn. To, we, let's resolve at this Christmas time to, to learn this lesson, to stand on our own two feet as a race. And one small way we can start is to think about these things, to think about the truth of Christmas, to offer our prayers of thankfulness. Because, And I don't want to criticize the church because I love the church, but very rarely do we hear prayers of gratitude and thankfulness to the Master Jesus. Um, and so this idea of making a resolve, and at one point, Dr. King said this was the true Christmas message, and it's definitely one worth thinking about. So, Alison, do you, do you want anything to add about this, this, um, this subject? Yes. I, I, yes, absolutely. I mean, the Master Jesus didn't sacrifice himself so that we can just carry on as we have been carrying on. It was to give us a chance to advance, to evolve, to turn back towards God. And you see, we, we have to learn the lessons of history. Otherwise, we're just going to keep on making the same mistakes. But putting our house in order, which is something that Dr. King has stressed, that means we can no longer go with the status quo. We are our brother's keeper. That's a very old biblical saying, and it's absolutely true. And we have to learn that our collective actions have consequences. And so to put our house in order, to have this resolve, we have to learn to advance. We have to learn to control our free will, just doing what we want, and so that we will ultimately gain freedom. This is about advancement. We have to turn a new leaf, stop fighting each other, help the poor. We, there's enough wealth throughout the world to solve all the problems. You know, if we had the resolve to do this, we could change our world overnight. And then it would mean that a being 
like the Master Jesus, would not have to come to earth to take karma by sacrificing his life. I think that is that is the message. And the time has come and we can't keep on making the same mistakes. We have to we have to change. The writing really is on the wall. Absolutely, you know, and we may think, well, what can I do? You know, I'm only one person. What difference can I make? But believe me, you know, I always say, looking back in history, it's always one person who has that sudden inspiration, that desire, that will, that realization that really can. And joining together, especially at this time with like-minded people, really can change and, and bring this about. So Alison's quite right, and I totally agree. And there's a whole other aspect, too, because if you look at, and I think it's something we need to look at, too, when we're looking at the life of the Master Jesus, through the eyes, perhaps, and again, I don't want to criticize the church, but one thing I I really disliked when I used to go to um, the Christian church when I was young was the crucifix, and I, I don't even like to look at it or think about it, because it sort of denotes somehow that the master Jesus failed because he was he was captured and crucified and yet this is totally untrue um Alison would you like to say more about this aspect yes most certainly um as I said earlier he came to die but he had to disguise this I mean if you know if he had the free will to do that considering that he had taken on the limitation of a human body, he could have stopped the whole Roman army. He could have stopped everyone. Dr. King has said no one could have touched a hair on his head. So he had a strategy, and it was a very delicate one. And earlier on in his mission, he demonstrated the most remarkable powers. You know, he fed the 5,000, the raising of Lazarus, he uh, he exorcised uh, an evil spirit in someone and put it into a herd of swine. I mean, not many people can do that. But uh, as the hour arrived, he withdrew his powers. This is the whole point. Because if the, the forces, the dark forces, who wanted to, uh, obviously, to eliminate Jesus, if they realized what his strategy was, they would have stopped it. And so he appeared to walk into a trap where he was captured. And then you've got this terrible sequence of the stations of the cross. And I mean, the artists, they love to paint it, but it's really absolutely terrible. And then he he arranged for the exact karmic moment for his passing to take place. It was when the karma had been completed, as Dr. King said, he then vacated the body and he left. And, of course, there's that uh, that m- remarkable incident with Barabbas, you know, who was also on uh, another cross oh, okay. next to him. And the Master Jesus turned to him and said, you know, you will be with me in, my, in heaven. And as we know, the Master Aetherius has said he was taken to Venus and healed. And it, it was that's such a wonderful story. Yeah, that shows yes, the, the real love. But it um, really does. It really does. Yes, and in fact, as you say, it was there was no failure at all. It was a great no. and ultimate success. It was a triumph. His mission, his mission triumph. was a triumph, and that's the only way to describe it. But this is the dual pole, if you like, of. Uh, the way we celebrate Christmas. The church, as you said, they love to celebrate the birth of Jesus and it's wonderful that a divine being came to earth. But the sad part of it is that he had to bring about his own demise. Yes, yeah. You know, and that's the part that they misinterpret. I mean, for instance, I mean, look at the instruction that the Master Jesus gave to Judas. You will betray me. It wasn't yeah. like saying it's a prophecy. I know that you are going to betray me. It, it it was an instruction, and that's been misunderstood by the church as well. Yes, and really, I never 
used to think it made sense before I came to the Aetherius Society because here was apparently a son of God, as he was described, and yet he was caught in a trap. And that doesn't make sense at all. Um, to me, when I first heard Dr. King's explanation, it totally is logical. It makes sense. Absolute oh, absolutely. Sense. Yes, of course. I mean, someone of that caliber wouldn't make a mistake. There's no way he'd make a mistake like that. No, and as you said, Alison, um, the Master Jesus came, and although he does not forgive you your sins because that's impossible, he did give us a tremendous amount, not only at the time, but perhaps you'd like to share what he's done for us on this planet since then. Well, um, we know that he walked the earth for some five to six hundred years after you know, after his demise and he was uh, risen after the ascension. But then he also said, I have never left you. I'm, I'm always with you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he overshadowed Dr. King to give the most wonderful teachings for the new age. You know, it's a, a concept of the greater reality of life in the cosmos, which he obviously knew, knew about then, but we are now ready to understand that. And he's given us it's wonderful, the 12 blessings and the other wonderful transmissions that have come through. And there's, there's a, an essence of absolute beauty and love. I mean, you can say all the cosmic masters express love, but I don't think anyone has expressed it in the way that the Master Jesus has. And even though his teachings have been, I would say, desecrated over the centuries and terrible atrocities committed in his name, this essence of love has lived, lived on and has shone through everything that's happened over the last 2,000 years. I think you're absolutely right. It's, uh, um, one can still feel it, despite everything, as you say. Um, it's, um, and, of course, Master Jesus' sacrifice has, because you said, Alison, at the time, you know, we would have been put back perhaps thousands of years. He's given us 2,000 years of experience. Um, yes. More than uh, 2,000 years. Yes. Um, what a gift. I mean, we can't even begin to repay that kind of gift. But what we can do is at least, as, as we've said, make a start and there are ways, yes. and Alison mentioned the 12 blessings, and um, there's ways that we can do that. And perhaps a little bit later we'll talk more about the 12 blessings. Yes. But let's yes. go back, Alison, to the, yes. uh, to the true spirit of Christmas itself. And right. I believe you have a cosmic transmission that you'd like to read, which would be wonderful. I do indeed. Yes, in fact, it's entitled um, Christmas Feast of the Spirit. But I've chosen a particular extract which really demonstrates the spirit of Christmas as we understand it. And this is what the Master Theorist says in this extract. Certainly, upon the day that you regard as his birthday, he would have you happy. He would have you contented. He would have you enclosed in the very realms of bliss itself. Of course, he would have you radiate this happiness, this goodwill towards all men. He would also have, have you help to feed those who starve, would he not? You know the answer, every one of you. It does not need a great deal of perception upon my part to see that the majority, the majority of you are capable of such a thing, and I know beyond any doubt that some of you have already done such a thing. I will tell you what you have done. You have, by this thought and action, sent a ray straight into the heart of the Master whom you hold in such reverence. He has personally received this and sent it back. This is a wonderful extract. This is what happens, you know. When you give your love to a great Master, that love is automatically returned, multiplied many, many times. So the Master Jesus and the Master Theorist, they're saying, yes, enjoy Christmas. But if you, can, if you can have this spirit of goodwill once a year, you can have it all the year round. 
this is the part that they probably can't understand. Right. It's, it's so true. And Alison, the, the part about um, sending a ray of love to this great master, offering our love, um, can you explain more what this means and how we could do this at Christmas? Yes, certainly. Um, well, let me uh, sort of try and explain this in another way. When you send healing to a friend or someone who needs healing, you send this energy of love and healing to that person, to that individual, wherever they are, and they will receive this, and you will help them to some degree. When you send this pure love to a cosmic avatar, according to the Master Aetherius, this being cannot absorb it because his aura is already full. So the amount of energy that you send, say to the Master Jesus, will be returned to you, but the energy will be from the Master Jesus. So you're getting a pure cosmic energy in return. I, I, had a, I really studied that. You know, it's not like, uh, say, an act of magic. You send an energy to someone and they don't want it and the, your energy comes back to you. It's not that. It's right. something much greater than that. And as the Master Therius says, his aura cannot absorb this, for it is already full. So it is returned to you by that law which is God. And you yourselves are filled and impregnated with the wondrous rays which cometh from such a divine one. That, uh, that is the explanation. That's, it's wonderful. Well, thank you, Alison. And the beauty of that is that people listening can try it for themselves, as many of them probably have. But if you haven't, then perhaps in the midst of our celebrations next week, you might be with your families, your friends, just take a little time away, a little quiet time, and test this for yourself. Uh, not so that you do get the energy back, you're testing it so that you can offer your love and thankfulness to this great avatar, but just also be aware of the love that comes back. And I think you'll find, I believe, that your Christmas, again, will take on a whole new meaning because you're bringing the spirit of Christmas, the spiritual part of Christmas, which unfortunately, although we love you know, giving gifts and this is a great thing and receiving gifts, the spiritual part of Christmas needs us to bring it back in, into the heart, if you like. All of us can participate in this. And, I, you know, you don't have to be a Christian to be able to do it. Not at all. You can be yeah. uh, Jewish, Muslim, humanitarian. You can be Ethereum, whatever you are. Just Absolutely. try it. It's that little cosmic law. Yes. That um, Alison gave. And if you wish to, as we've done before in... Um, in these radio shows, just raise your hand when you do so, and uh, raise your, both your hands, your palms facing outwards, and just say a prayer from your heart, deep from your heart. It doesn't have to be brilliantly phrased. It just has to come from your heart, sincerity and thankfulness and love for this great avatar, and just wait for a few minutes and feel what comes back to you. Oh, you will. You'll um, feel this wonderful radiance. And, you know, there's another point, um, and that is we should also remember to say a prayer of thankfulness to the Master Jesus for the terrible sacrifice that he made to save us from the effects of our negative karma. And yes. also we should ask for forgiveness for not doing what we could have done over the last 2,000 years. And this real humility, this action of asking for forgiveness, and this is according to Dr. King, brings into being a certain thought pattern which, if truly based on humility, will help us to manipulate karma as well. It's not asking for forgiveness for your sins, but asking for forgiveness for your own behavior so that you can change, you know, that you understand. It's, it's a first step. You know, you can't be absolved, but it's the recognition of what you have done. And just That's offering very, this very prayer to Jesus, I think, is, is a wonderful start. Yes, and if you have a copy of the 12 Blessings, 
And if you don't, you can go to 12blessings.org, 12blessings.org, and download uh, the prayers. And there is a beautiful prayer called The Last Blessing for the Master Jesus. It was written by Dr. George King. And if you don't, can't think of a prayer that you can use, um, also use this one. And, and then, as Alison said, ask your forgiveness, your gratitude as well. But this is a, a great start as well by using this prayer in the 12 blessings. Um, Alison, I think it's, uh, we're half time, so perhaps we should have a break here. Yes, and uh, get our producer to um, share the announcements, please. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you so very much, Chrissy and Alison. That really is excellent and practical advice for all of us to follow. You are listening to a serious radio live with host Chrissy Blaze and her guest, Alison Lawrence, talking about the true spirit of Christmas. In tune with this festive season, on Sunday, December 23rd, there will be the following services at 11 a.m. local time. In the Aetherius Temple in London, there will be a mystical Christmas carol service with our good friend Kevin Kendall providing live musical accompaniment. And at the Michigan branch, there will also be a lovely Christmas service. And both events will be followed by festive refreshment. So please visit Assyrius.org for details of other activities over this period. As always, we're still going to be doing every Saturday and Sunday. Please join us in the live online 12 Blessings service. And to find out more, visit 12blessings.org. That's 12 in digits. Now, 2019 is a very, very special year for the Assyrius Society. It's quite amazing to think it is a century since the birth of Dr. George King on January 23, 1919. We will be marking his centenary with special activities around the world, including events on his birth date and other times. And there will also, and this is really special, be extra Operation Prayer Power charging sessions in his honour. And these will be held, and the annual Operation Prep Our Pilgrimage to Holston Down in Devon will be entirely dedicated to him. And all energy invoked and stored in our batteries during these occasions will be released later in the year as an expression of our heartfelt thanks, love and appreciation to our beloved master. There's going to be so much happening next year. You've really got to keep visiting Assyrius.org and, and watch this space. It's amazing. And uh, uh, there's uh, the next Assyrius Radio live show will be, and speaking of that, on January the 15th, when Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze will be talking on the subject of, and wait for this, our master, the next master, man for man. Now, you'll have to think about that one, won't you? So uh, that's it for now. So I'm very pleased to return you to your host, Chrissy Blaze, and her guest, Alison Lawrence. Well, thank you so much, Nikki. I'm really excited thank about you. the upcoming year. So yeah. much going on, as Nikki said. And um, just uh, a little thing about the Christmas services, which are coming up next Sunday around the world, that we will, uh, most of these services, I'm sure, be playing an address by Dr. George King on different aspects of Christmas. And I know in England you're going to have a really fun time, aren't you, Alison? Yes, live music we are. And so I know. <laughs> we have Kevin Kendall, who's a wonderful musician. and uh, his, his new age music, as far as I'm concerned, is uh, certainly one of the best. He really lifts the spirit. He takes you out of yourself. It's, uh, it's re- it, he reaches out with his music. I've got all his albums. And Have you really? uh, I really recommend them, yes. Oh, uh, thank I, you. They're fantastic. Well, thank you. Alison's uh, not only an artist but a musician, so this is a good <laughs> promotion here, good idea to get maybe yes. a great Christmas gift, right? And, yes. Um, yes, he's got a, a lot of albums. We'll also be having, um, a, hopefully, a very interesting service, and actually here in Royal Oak, Michigan, uh, we're going to be showing a few, uh, after the service, a few photographs of Dr. George King and his staff at Christmas time and um, how much 
fun they had and how they really celebrated this time. And uh, this leads me on to one address that Dr. King gave, which I really love, called Make Christmas a Time of Giving. And I think you know this address, Alison, but I'd like to, if you bear with me, read a paragraph from it, which I think is, is really, I don't know, it just to me sums up the way Dr. King, our master, approached Christmas and what we should all do to approach it and get to get the most out of it. He said, put yes. the whole balanced package of yourself, of what is in your heart and what is in your mind, into Christmas and put it there with intensity because it is important that you do put it there with intensity, with concentration, with will, with a spiritual desire to not only make Christmas good for yourself, but more important, make Christmas good for all those around you. In this way, you will put a healing power into Christmas as well. And those people who come into contact with you will be healed by your desire, your will, and your intensity. And it will give you a deeper appreciation of what you are really doing. And it will give other people a deeper appreciation of what you are trying to do. And they themselves will change accordingly. So do not just relax into Christmas. Give it something. Give it as much or more as you give your normal everyday job. And your influence will spread and affect everybody and help them to give Christmas what they should. That's so fantastic advice, isn't it, Alison? It most certainly is. Well, he was, uh, Dr. King was very balanced. You know, he, yes, we have a job to do. And it is to hold the light, to put out as much spiritual energy as we can into the mind belt. And there are various ways of doing this. And one of them, of course, is through the the practice of the 12 blessings. But there are other missions as well. And we, we, you see, we have to have this spirit all the year round. We can't stop. I mean, can you imagine the spiritual hierarchy of Earth, that is the, uh, the brotherhood, the uh, the brotherhood of ascended masters suddenly deciding, oh, well, well, we'll have an energy release at Christmas and then we'll put our feet up. I mean, you know, it's just unthinkable. You know, we owe their lives, our lives, to these great beings today. Where would we be without them? They, they work, they concentrate, they're dedicated to helping the human race evolve. And... You know, there's something else that is absolutely wonderful, and that is, however low we sink, there is always help somewhere down the line. Dr. King said that it has always been so, even in ancient galaxies. In you know, you could almost say since the great outbreathing, when all life forms or you know sparks of God went uh, involved themselves in matter and then have to make that journey back to the Godhead through experience, and this is what we're doing, and but we're taking our time over it. But we have to change. This is this is the big message. Put your house in order. Have the resolve to turn over a new leaf. To try and Put your all into helping those who are less fortunate than yourselves, sending healing energy so that people can tune into this energy. You see, we need help on all levels. And, uh, and you know, it's one of the aims and objects of the Aetherius Society to prepare the way to create favorable conditions for closer contact with and ultimately meetings of the people from the other planets. And until we change and we make a a step towards them, they will not land openly among us. And this is why, say, the missions like the mission of the Master Jesus was sort of shrouded in mystery. And uh, all the great, his great teachings are often given in parables. But, um, you know, we can start talking in plain language you know, we're ready to hear much more of the truth. And we have to learn to stand on our own two feet. We have to start living the laws as laid down by the great avatars over the millennia. That's uh, 
what I have to say about that. <laughs> yes, well, that's very inspiring. And if we if we take that step forwards, Alison, as you say, there's always help. And if we take that step towards God, um, then what will happen? God will take two towards you. We have to make the step, yes. in other words. Yes. And um, we've been given so much help already through the Ethereum Society and through other organizations over the centuries and through other great masters and so on. But now is a very, very crucial time, of course. And one thing you mentioned earlier, Alison, was about yeah. how let's try and make Christmas um, not just one day of the year or two days. I think it's in one day in the U.S. I think it's more than one in, in, in the U.K., but certainly yeah, let's try and resolve <laughs> yeah, yeah we, I miss my Boxing Day, I must say. Um, <laughs> but we can resolve to do that for 365 days. And I think by aiming to have that approach, what you're doing then is not just allowing life to happen to you, you know, as it does, good, bad, and indifferent, but you're beginning in a small way to take control of your life. You're saying to yourself, you're waking up each morning and you're deciding that I'm going to be joyful and thankful despite the challenges which are laid at our feet let's face it but I know sometimes you know that's difficult and it may even seem impossible at times and I'm not saying that you know we have to be happy when we face tragic things but try to have this certain inner joy this gratitude in the knowledge that what is being laid before us each day is an opportunity for us to grow to gain strength to evolve and I think with that feeling, you know, to make the right of Christmas every single day of our lives, I think it's a, a great step on, on our, you know, towards self-mastery and uh, in the right way. Uh, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. You see, so many people in the world, they drift through life. You know, they're born in certain circumstances and they think that's it. But there is such a thing as karmic manipulation. And this is something that Dr. King introduced, this concept that you can change your karma. Uh, you can't avoid the lessons that you have to learn in life, but you can determine how you, uh, how you, challenge, how, you, know, you manage them, how you react to them so that you don't have to keep learning the same lesson over and over again. And the whole idea is that we learn to spiritualize ourselves, and then we realize that there is more in life to, you know, what we just see around us. You know, you know we operate on the, the lower psychic centers most of the time, but we've got these other higher psychic centers. And, they, and if you open those, up through, through spiritual practices, through the manipulation of energy. This is one of the best ways to do it in these days. Actually, by practicing the 12 blessings, we are raising our vibration to a higher level because we're focusing on a higher concept, something that's yeah. higher than what we already are, what we are at the moment. And then by spiritualizing ourselves in this way, we become more sensitive and receptive to higher vibrations. And that, of course, is the hallmark of spiritual evolution. Very, very good points, Alison. Thank you so much. <laughs> and there are way, many ways which listeners can cooperate with the 12 Blessings if they live near a, a headquarters or a branch or a group, and they're all listed on Ethereus.org, our website, but also online, too, if, you can't, if you're not near to any of those that the website which was mentioned, 1212blessings.org. Um, we have regular services where people around the world in many, many countries join together with this New Age teachings the, uh, of the Master Jesus, which he delivered um, as a, an extension to his wonderful Sermon on the Mount. But in these days, um, to include a cosmic concept, because this is where we are now. And, of course, as Alison said, it will... Um, inspire us and open us up to higher thought because it was devised, the 12 lessons were devised by a cosmic avatar. So not only are they wonderful, beautiful blessings, but their meditations on themselves, their tremendous truths contained within them. And of course, more importantly, they are a practice, a spiritual practice. And other ways too, perhaps, Alison, you might think that people can 
start at this time of Christmas to include in their lives, um, perhaps uh, through studying truth or... You see, but anyway, all, anyway <laughs> I was going to say that all the time our soul, our higher self, is trying to steer us in the right direction. And we have to follow. We have to follow this intuition. And it's a much finer thin thing. You, you know, you can have a certain psychic ability and uh, not be very advanced. But to have this higher intuition is very important. And if we respond to that, we will also start to advance. We'll have greater awareness. We'll have the realization of the oneness of all life. And when you can actually see this and feel this, it's the most wonderful experience. And then you realize that, you know, we can get so involved in the material aspects of life that we lose sight of the direction we should be going in. That's, that's such an important point, Alison, because we have to do things in the material world. We live here. We have to earn a living, most of us. And oh, it's we, very it's true. And detuning. But, you know, all you have to do, as Alison said, is actually pick up a copy of something like the Twelve Blessings or the Nine Freedoms or your, a spiritual book and read a few lines. And basically, you can raise your consciousness within a few minutes. Just raise your hands in prayer for the world, for someone who's sick raising your consciousness and these are things we should i think is important for us all of us to not only think about to, but to practice at this time and throughout the year to come um so that's a very good point to to follow that still small voice that prick of conscience that conscience within you that feeling you have i think that's so important alison oh it, it is that. it is you know a lot of people have it and they don't yes. follow and then they regret it. Then they, they, How many times have we heard, oh, I wish I'd done that. I had a funny feeling about this and that. And it's your higher self, if you like, trying to tell you, or, or, you know, and you, we just don't follow it because we, we find it hard to believe that there's more to life than, uh, than the physical plane. But we're living in a sea of mind. We live in the mind belt. That's another thing. And... Uh, people draw down the thoughts that they're accustomed to thinking and we have to also change that habit and if we start to think of higher things we will attract higher thoughts to ourselves you know that, exactly. that's a very important point you know there's no such thing as an original thought it's all there it's all been thought before then you've got the akashic records you know everything that you've ever thought is there? It's imprinted on this this mind belt. It's uh, it's quite an astonishing thing to be able to to read the Akashic records that we'd know the whole history of the human race, where we went wrong, the high points, the low points, and then we'd know what we have to do, and that we have to do it. You know, we have to go in the yes. right direction. Yes, and sometimes you know when we come across a great truth. Um, the lower self puts up blocks against it. And some of you listening may have experienced that. And I know ha I have too. And it, because the lower self doesn't want us to change, it wants us to stay exactly as we are with yes. our old, outdated opinions and habits that no longer serve us, let's face it. And it sort of holds us back by coming up with all these reasons why we shouldn't do spiritual things and why we shouldn't give service and they seem you know reasonable to us but we mustn't listen to that this is no, why the, no, our no, master said you've got to have this will and this determination and this resolve and it, it to sort of break through that and uh, and this is the time i think of year to do it before we enter the new year which uh, we can it's almost like i like to think of a new year even though we still have the karma from the past and all that it's almost like a a clean slate in a way it's a new beginning in a way and so this is why people make resolutions exactly i was just going to say this is the time it's uh, it's sort of come into our culture to make new year's resolutions yeah but we shouldn't we shouldn't uh, make resolutions that we can't keep because that's that's an unfortunate thing to do it's like an act of magic and you have to see it through otherwise that'll rebound on you then you you know take it step by step 
but make something positive. Resolve to do certain spiritual practices, something that you can achieve. Don't try for the unachievable. But if we do it step by step and we go in the right direction and we practice the 12 blessings, I mean, there's nothing greater than that. It is is such a wonderful practice. And your whole aura will be filled with this wonderful, vibrant energy. And you'll feel cleansed and uplifted. You you just cannot go wrong with this. Exactly. I'm sorry. I was going to say, Dr. King said something about the 12 blessings, and it really struck a chord in me. And he said that every time we practice the 12 blessings, we are showing our heartfelt appreciation and thankfulness for the sacrifice that the Master Jesus made 2,000 years ago. It's like validating all that he went through. Every time we practice this, we're giving strength to his mission in the past and and the, the teaching that he's given us in the 20th century, like the 12 blessings and other wonderful t- uh, transmissions that were, were channeled through Dr. King. So this is always also something to remember. I think it's uh, that really uh, I was quite affected when I when I came across this. Yes, that's wonderful. Yes, I don't think I've heard that before, so appreciate you sharing it, Alison. That really is very encouraging for us all to when we practice the 12 blessings. Yes, I know. I, I, I can't. Every time I practice the 12 blessings, I think of that. You know, it's helping the Master Jesus. We're sort of connecting with him in a different way. And you see, what's happening is that we're starting, even in a very, very small way, to repay the debt that we owe to this great shining avatar. How else can we do it except by expressing our love and our gratitude, by performing this this mystical practice that he gave? You know, I I think that's a new way of looking at it. it, or it's... We can build on that, and I think it'll be a very inspiring thought that we should always have within our consciousness. It really is very inspiring, and as you said earlier, Alison, the Master Jesus has said he's never left us. He's still with us, and he also said, where a few are gathered in my name, truly, truly, there shall I be, and this is something when I come together in a 12-blessing service, I always think about that. Because, you know, we may think the Master Jesus is remote. You know, he was born 2,000 years ago, but he's not at all remote. He's here. No. And uh, that, that was the, the promise he's made, that um, every time we gather in his name, truly, truly, there shall I be. And so oh, this no. is very, very inspiring. Wonderful. Very, very inspiring time of year, actually, and very inspiring. And hopefully the inspiration will... Um, go forward throughout the year to come. And, Alison, is there, is there a message you'd like to, to give people at this time of year, um, this time of Christmas? Yes, oh, well, most definitely. I think it's really reiterating what we said earlier on, is that when we look at Christmas, it's not just the goodwill, which is fine. Of course we should do that. And I mean, I have to say, there's been the most wonderful response here in England. Uh, You know, the national newspaper, the Daily Mail, they launched a campaign to get volunteers to come and help people, uh, the doctors and the nurses in hospital, because this is a time of year when they're overwhelmed with people who are brought in for various reasons. And thousands of people have responded to this and are going to sacrifice their Christmas to help people who are in wow. hospital who maybe haven't got family or who need a companion and that really shows what we're capable if we can rally together we could change our world overnight you know the the evidence is there and uh, it's very been inspiring a, mm. it's been a real success and there's something else, actually, we've had, a, I would say, a real success with, which is, you know, you've all heard about the terrible situation in Yemen. Yes. Well, we started a campaign um, using Operation Space Power 2, you know, the energy that's held on central control 
uh, under Sector S2. And uh, starting early on in December, we had three two-hour runs from London, three two-hour runs from Barnsley, a 500 prayer hour discharge from our battery that we charged in Operation Prayer Power, plus a further two runs on December the 13th, and we got a result. They they declared peace, which is uh, absolutely wonderful. And I'll just read this, because the... The United Nations Humanitarian Coordinator for the Yemen, her name is Lisa Grande, said, for humanitarians, it's a miracle. And that is the power of prayer. It's prayer energy, spiritual energy. And that just shows what we can do. Absolutely. And this is the the work that we do in the Ethereum Society. We, uh, We offer assistance on this level of spiritual energy which as our master said years ago is the the biggest energy crisis facing humanity is the lack of spiritual energy so at this time of christmas let's do our best in our own way through our own religions if we like to uh, send this light this love our love the love from our hearts that we feel often feel at this kind of magical time of christmas send it out to the world and if all of us who care, and I was really fantastically surprised at the example that you told me about um, England, about the help in hospitals. So there's a yes, lot of people yes. who do care. Yes, and, they uh, do. Great news. So if we all come together in prayer at this time, then we can really make a difference um, at this time. I know that. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, But as Dr. King does remind us, we can celebrate Christmas, we can enjoy Christmas, but we should remember that we are celebrating, on the one hand, the real triumph of the mission of the Master Jesus, which was the primary aspect of this great manipulation, but we mustn't forget the suffering. And this is the sad part, that he had to suffer on our behalf and we should really ensure that such a thing never has to happen again on this earth it would be a travesty it's uh, it's really disgraceful uh, that's how i look at it you know we've shown that we're capable of spiritual action and this spirituality transcends all religious dogma it's way above it you're tuning into the power of God, and it really doesn't matter how you worship God. It's the same energy. It's a universal energy. And exactly. we should remember that and tune into that and exactly. send out our love and the healing. And uh, we should send our love, particularly at this time, to the Master Jesus in recognition of what he has done for us. That's that's so true, Alison. And I think we're coming to the end now, the last few minutes. And I think that's a wonderful message to close on for our our show today, the true spirit of Christmas. And I'd like to thank you so much, Alison, for your inspiration and your wisdom today. And um, if you have any closing words, otherwise, let's hand over to Nikki for the, the announcement. Well, I think I'll just say one thing. I invite everyone to join in with our online 12 Blessing service because people all over the world can listen to our radio show today and they can tune in at one at the same time and it makes it a a wonderful opportunity. It's more powerful than if we just perform the 12 Blessings on our own. We're creating a chain of light and it's got to be more potent. And I think it's in keeping with the Christmas spirit at this time. Absolutely. By joining together with people around the world, what better way can we celebrate Christmas? Thank you so much, Alison. Thank you. uh, You have a wonderful Christmas. I wish you the same, Christy. Thank you so much. And all the listeners, we wish you a very, very wonderful Christmas, holiday season, and a very bright new year. And we hope to... uh, I was going to say see you in the new year, but uh, listen, be a part of this group.
soul of this era's radio live wishes everybody um, a very wonderful time. So thank you, and over to Nikki for any closing announcements. Thank you. Thank you. Well, well, uh, thank you so much, Chrissy and Alison, for a wonderful show and reminding us of the true spirit of Christmas. There is certainly much spiritual food for thought, and I really do hope that our listeners will listen and take on board what Chrissy and Alison have been saying today. And as always, the 12 blessings. Spirit of Christmas is 365 days, or if you want the leap year, 366. And you can always get the 12 blessings, uh, the, the, the wonderful transmissions by the Master Jesus, the lectures by Dr. George King. Please do visit Assyrius.org for details of these so that you can either download or just purchase. They, they will be the best Christmas present you could ever give to anybody this year. You have been listening to Assyrius Radio Live, which is your cosmic connection the third Tuesday of each month. The next show will be on January the 15th, when Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze will be talking about the fascinating subject, our master, the next master, man for man. You can connect with Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.com. .co.uk I join with Chrissy and Alison in saying thank you very much for listening and take this opportunity of wishing all our serious Radio Live listeners a very happy Christmas and a spiritually fulfilling new year we look forward very much to being with you in 2019 which is going to be a very very special year for the Aetherius Society, and I hope you will be able to join us in those centenary celebrations. So do take care, have a very happy Christmas, and a very spiritual 2019, and look forward to being with you in January. Take care. <laughs>